Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. All right, I have another special guest with my crazy juicy love with Suki. He's a financial coach, and I'm so thrilled to have him here. Um, welcome, Suki. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. It's uh, exciting to be here. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself <clears throat> and how you came to about, about being a financial coach. Like what? Well, I started off as an engineer uh, doing computer programming for a long time and then eventually transitioned into the financial world where I did compliance and eventually went to the front office to do wealth management. And I worked at the big banks, Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. And it was quite fun. I learned a lot. You learned a lot about people and behavior, uh, behavioral finance around different people. Mm-hmm. So ever since 2009, I've been on my own. I had a real estate business. I had a wealth management business. I was an advisor for a long time as well. Now I do a financial coaching specifically for individuals and companies who want to achieve uh, financial clarity and peace through holistic means. Mm. Not just through, you know, numbers and data, because we all have the tools, we can all use Google, but you still need <laughs> somebody to take you to that next level. We can always go to that next level, whatever right. whatever situation is, no matter how, how high or low you are financially, in terms of dollars and cents, you can always hire somebody to take you to that next level. So that's what uh, I help my clients do. So you said something that was very interesting. You said, how do you... Prov- implement the holistic way of uh coaching because that's something i think is very sort of new in financial coaching like so how how do you implement that in financial coaching well first we get a sort of an assessment of the clarity of where they are uh, in other areas of their life so because usually one area especially finances affects every other area and for example you, you coach people on on finding the one and developing love relationships. So that area will definitely affect the finance. First, I right. do do a thorough assessment of where they are, and then we'll create a more roadmap together to saying, okay, maybe you need to do certain little tips initially, such as, you know, such as writing down what do you spend each day or each week and keeping tabs on that and getting small steps in the beginning so they can see where their money is being spent and then take it from there depending upon their situation. So I use a holistic approach, not just numbers and data, and I don't sell any products uh, or mutual fund or anything like that. <laughs> a lot of advisors, that's all they, that they get paid on, uh, on selling assets to clients. So that's something that I was doing that before, but I realized that's not the model I want to work with. I want to work with the individuals and the companies from, from a whole approach as a, as a human approach, I like to say. Mm. I love that. And what, I mean, what was the moment that you was like, I need to, I want to be a coach. I want to coach people. I want to be personally. Well, I think for me, 
I made a lot, I made a quite a extreme sum of money around 2009, 2010, and then eventually lost pretty much every penny that I had to my name almost. Luckily, I had my wow. family, my parents were around, and my sisters were supportive. And I didn't lose my money in the financial markets, trading, investing in that, but other, my ego got the best of me. Mm-hmm. And I thought <laughs> I, was, I was hot shit, if you will. And I thought I knew what was going on. I could never do anything wrong. And that propelled me to lose everything. And so I realized that money is not just about making decisions. It's all about you getting to know yourself as a human and as a person and be authentic with who you are. And then ever since then, the past nine, 10 years, I've been on a journey of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's been really close to me. And I realized the past, I would say five, six years that a holistic approach is definitely needed, especially with now the wellness revolution slowly taking hold of the U.S. with yoga becoming popular, mindfulness is, is becoming yes. popular as well. Everybody has a mindfulness meditation now. For some right. So I try to integrate those principles and those practices, East meaning West. So. I mean, it makes perfect sense because it is definitely a movement that is happening in the world, a conscious shift that is happening with people. And I remember, <clears throat> I'm not sure if you're following the uh, Super Soul Sunday with Oprah and Eckhart Tolle. And he was saying, and I've been hearing this for a while, that there is a definite shift of consci- consciousness with people that is happening in the world and definitely with people like Marianne Williamson running for president is definitely going to like bring that forward uh, a more conscious shift. And there's definitely um, a shift that needs to happen, in my opinion, about finances because people have these disempowering beliefs around finances that hinder relationships and you know as we all know statistics say that two of the top reasons that destroy the relationship is money and sex and so what are some of like the beliefs uh that people struggle with around money that hinders their relationships for me the beliefs that i had to deal with and i still deal with these disempowering beliefs from time to time as uh, people in my network know so some of the major beliefs are i'm not worthy of it i constantly have to work 24 7 to make Mm. money which as we know is not healthy at all no Uh, so those are two huge ones and sort of this deserving that i'm not worthy of money is is huge for people or they have the beliefs that they get from the mother and father Usually what happens is you get beliefs either more like your mother or more towards your father. So that's something that's generational. So if you go through certain conditioning under your parents, uh, that can definitely negatively affect you. So things such as I have to work 24-7, I'm not worthy of money, uh, I constantly have to struggle for money each and every day, mm. uh, I never have enough. Um, so I try to transition those beliefs seeing where they come from, where the root is, and then say, okay, is it true right now? If it's not true, then why isn't it true? So I let have people create a journal for themselves and ask these really hard questions. But it's, it's really challenging to ask these type of questions to yourself and g- give yourself honest answers. It's hard to be honest to yourself. I know for me, right? <laughs> you know, it was, I had to be honest, and I told my family and my few people that were close to me. I said, "Yeah, you know, this is what happened. This is, the, and this is the what so. So right. okay, that's what so. And now, how can I take it to the next level and continue to grow as a person, not just financially?" Right. Uh-huh. I really love that. Like, 
Um, and I'm learning so much about you that I didn't know about and how you work. And I'm so glad we're doing this. Um, can you take me through like a process of like, you know, if somebody comes to you, you discover that I am not worthy. So when somebody's coming from that place of I'm not worthy, like what are some of the things that they'll be doing that uh, that gener- is gener- generating that story of I am not worthy? Like what will they be doing in life? Well, in terms of the, I would ask some questions about try to get. Usually, it stems from the childhood because they say up to I think three or seven years old, you basically have your framework of how you view the world. Mm-hmm. So I would not necessarily take them really deep in their childhood, but maybe get one to understand and write down two, one or two experiences they had that relates to that belief, and then ask them, "Is it true now?" And usually, nine times out of ten, it's not true, or they because we are, as human beings we tend to look at the negative all the time right and how things aren't going where i would shift them and say okay how what are some positive things you can say about your financial situation and have them write that down each and every day and being me, grateful as as right so can you give me some specific things of like what would somebody who's i'm not who's in a place of i'm not worthy what are things do they do in their life well i would say they overspend Mm-hmm. Or they try to they try to keep up with the Joneses, Joneses mm-hmm. being next door neighbors, or your friends or your family that are you know, living the high life and may have material wealth, but may they not may not have any inner wealth, right. as I like to call it. Um, they they don't look at the finances at all. Like all it takes is maybe set up an appointment with yourself and celebrate. You know when you look at your finances or when you get your paycheck, be grateful for that. And a lot of times they just ignore it and wait the last minute. And they're procrastinators generally. And they never were taught how to handle money. Uh, right. Even like you, as you were saying about the younger generation, uh, they're slowly becoming more acquainted with and more conscious of the way they spend. Um, going, Being very uh, impactful socially with how they spend their money, which is really a new uh, a new sort of it's already been there but now it's creating a whole nother level and a whole nother way of to impact the world and create change well I mean I feel like you're talking about me right now like sometimes I feel like I work in the unworthy space because sometimes I don't even want to look at my finances yes I do too right you know and so I, I've learned that the only way to like have I say it should I say a breakthrough is to really get honest and really clear about where I am, what I need to do, because looking, I know a lot of people that don't look at their finances, which doesn't solve anything. Um, and I, when you look at reality, then you're able to, you have power. And I really had, for me, had to look at where did that come from for myself? And um, it really extended from, I remember when I discovered this, like I was telling my coach, that uh, I had an incident with a, a friend of mine who I didn't look after him and like these girls that we were talking to at the time when I was my straight days. <laughs> and so um, these girls had set us up where um, I ended up talking shit about him over the phone and they were like priming me. And then he and I, he was my best friend at the time and we ended up almost having a fist fight in my house. And I used to, I was, uh, I really, uh, I was not looking out for him and and I was like oh my god I'm really not looking out for myself 
um, because I wasn't looking out for him and myself in that conversation on that phone that day. And and I didn't even realize that uh, until I started to like look at uh, my own spending habits. Why I have this problem? Why I don't look at my finances? Why? Like, why do I wait the last minute? And like, I really, really got clear. Um, then I started to like able to like put plans together. And so, right, you know, knowing is as she always says, knowing is half the battle. You know what I mean? So, you know, when your clients have this sort of clarity. Like, then what's the next step for you and your clients? Well, I think depending upon the client, it would say some sort of small action step on this because it can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, let's do X, Y, Z because usually you tell them to do X, Y, Z or you give advice out and nothing happens. So that's why I let the client really dictate what can the next small step be. Right. Journaling, what you spend each week or each month, or setting an appointment with yourself just to open up, go online and open up your bank account and see what's there, what's missing, and what's there, and when you get paid, etc. And taking inventory of that. And then after they do those small steps, having a celebration, being grateful that they took those steps. Right. So that would be sort of the few first few steps, depending upon where you're at in life. Right. So that would be something that's helpful. And now there's another belief, and I'm going to get your take on this, um, and it comes from a lot of religious backgrounds, like money is the root of all evil. Like, how does that show up in people's... Actually, that's a misquote. Oh, it is. Um, what is it? Yeah, it says the uh, it's money... People say it's money is the root of all evil, but they say the love of money is the, the root of all evil in the Bible, I believe. I don't know if it's New Testament or Old Testament. I'm not familiar the love of money love of all the love of money is the root of all the evil so that's a lot of people misquote that right so if you do an excess rate constantly obsessive over it as i i was at that state oh you were (laughs) yeah tell me about that for a while well i was i made a lot of money in the markets and during the 2008-2009 um you know a meltdown we had and i i was young and i had all this money so i was like all right you know, I was constantly obsessed over it. And I thought of myself uh, very highly and my ego got the best of me. So mm. the love, the, the getting back to your the belief about the money's word of all evil. I think that it really depends on your upbringing and your, how you condition your mind to become. Because a lot of people use affirmations or some type of other self-development tool. There's a lot of the tools you can use. You have to try them out. And see which one really resonates. Affirmations could be meditation, could be right. one. Or what I what I started doing recently is record myself saying certain things to myself, and then just hear it when I'm walking or when I'm driving or wherever I'm going. So that's helpful because it's one person for somebody, one thing for somebody else to say something to you, uh, such as affirmations or meditation. But it's a whole another thing when you hear your voice say it. Mm. That the very can, can be very powerful. And me being sort of a sensitive guy, if you will. I resonate more towards that way. So you should try that. Um, that's interesting you say that. I'm just curious about uh, affirmations because, you know, uh, I'm a calling in the one coach and I studied with Catherine Woodward Thomas and in her, as a coach, you know, when you take him through the calling in the one practice, it's something that she implemented in that we would create with our clients. And so I remember, and I'm curious if this, if this is something that you practice or you implement in your, when you're coaching people with your clients. And so, you know, we would create, she called it the power statements and we were, and basically they're affirmations. Um, so 
I was coaching a client one day and she, I think it was like a fifth, fourth, I think it was a fourth session. And she was like, I just quit my job. I don't have any income. She was a single mom. And she said, right now I am in the place of scarcity. And I was like, okay. Um, I said, well, I can adjust the session around money if that's what you wanted to do. And she's like, no, you know, I just want to keep it on love and see what happens. So, you know, we went, as we were going through the session, uh, we would create it and she came to the point where we were going to create a statement, a power statement. And she created this statement, which I use. I stole this thing. And she said, I seize opportunities with velocity. Oh, wow. That's powerful. I like, like that. I'm, I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> and I tell you, like, I was so moved by it. And I, and I, and I actually say it every week for me. So on our next session, she literally had four jobs interviews, two final uh, calls. And then the, the following session, she had got the job that she always wanted, got the money that she always asked uh, that she wanted, because it was the one thing that she was struggling in love. And it's something that you said earlier, where where they struggling in money also sort of correlates how they struggle in relationships, mm-hmm. how they struggle like probably in their sex life. And it was it was the thing that she would not ask for what she want. She would passively go through relationships and. She finally, for the first time in her life, got the job and the money that she wanted. So is that something that you do with your your clients? I do it for myself, actually. I just started doing it the last, and now I call them affirmations, and I know know, your coach calls them power statements, so they're very helpful, especially if you hear them a couple times a day. Uh, That's something I I do share with clients sometimes. People don't resonate with affirmations right. as well. They need to be getting, make it more physical or they need to do some type of meditation or have somebody else guide them through a meditation or some other practice, whether that be EFT, emotional freedom technique, or another sort of holistic practice. It's just Reiki. And so I'm a certified Reiki practitioner. Right. So I help them with Reiki and they can heal sort of certain parts of their body where they need help because the energy goes wherever it's needed, not specifically on a specific aspect. So affirmations do help, uh, definitely. I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, but I definitely like that quote. I seize. What was it again? I seize. I seize opportunities with velocity. Velocity. I like that a lot. I'm gonna say that. And I'm gonna get back to you. See how that goes. Well, and but you, but, the, but the key thing about it is like right. you have to take action. Like well, seeing it is just one thing, but taking action is the other thing. You know, uh, Tony Robinson calls it incantations, where you you first feel feel what you're saying, then you physically do something and you like, uh, you sh- sh- verbally shout it out loud and make it a physical, emotional thing. So that way you're reprogramming your body and your mind to like, uh, basically you're interrupting your pattern of uh, your, old, your old ways. Right. Um, so as a coach, like, so what is it your experience like, uh, uh, how should I ask this? So, so what is your experience like of being, being coached? Like how, like, uh, have you had a coach first of all? Oh yes. I have many coaches and many mentors <laughs> I like to call them. So many what, mentors. What, like share, what is your experience of like the value of having a coach in your life? 
Well, I'll share with you an experience I had with a coach. His name is um, Reza Taran. He was my trading and investment coach. And he was a, he had a black belt in, in, in chess, meaning at the age of seven, he learned chess. And he was able to sort of, whenever somebody would say something to him, he could look at it from multiple different angles and always be able to counter with another point. And mm-hmm. he taught me how to really... Uh, look at one situation from multiple different sides. So the huge value that he brought to me was that you really have to understand one thing from multiple different sides. So get all the information uh, when you make a decision and then, and then also process it and see what makes the best for you. For example, when he's trading, he's able to, if he's like buying something, he's saying, okay, if I buy something and it goes against me, what happens? Mm-hmm. So he's able to look at it from so many different angles and he would just rattle off <laughs> different types of uh, scenarios and he was a black belt when it came to devising various scenarios and how would to attack the market if it went against you. So okay. that's something that's really helpful uh, to me. So that was a huge value for me when it comes to having a coach. And I've had, I've had um, a love coach as well in the past, a long time ago. And I've had quite quite a few coaches and mentors. Yeah. Well, can you can you share a little bit so like something personally of like how your life was before having a coach and like how did that shift you into a different way of being and you know that got you into action around getting something that you want? Well, around I really wanted to learn about option trading, and my mentor he really took me by the hand and said, you know, I'm gonna tell you teach you what i know and what's option and trading option trading so option so you know you have stocks like apple and mm-hmm. and um so option is just a right to buy or sell something okay and, and i can significant uh risk is lower than buying just stock mm-hmm. so rather than buying 100 shares of apple it's going to cost you ten thousand dollars you can put two three hundred dollars down which is much more risk much more you know capital less intensive and so he taught me how to do that. And that was the biggest sort of thing I learned from him was that, you know, if you know something, you have to teach it to others, which is mm. why another reason I got into coaching because he wanted to create academy uh, of, of traders and investors to teach them how to trade the market. And that's something I'm going to create as well and help him help others like he helped me. So that's where I think the huge value for me that came in from having a mentor so is that one of the reasons why you created a podcast? Definitely. The podcast, <laughs> Investing, Wednesday, Friday. And I talk about the financial markets and give tips on money and relate them to sort of my own experiences because I'm not perfect by any means. I'm way far from that, as some people will tell you. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm learning as a coach, like, you know, even though you have a greater capacity to see things and, uh, and help people have their own breakthroughs. And also what I've learned from, from my coach, you know, Catherine, she was like, you know, um, you're, you're, every client is teaching you something about yourself and to expand yourself. And, um, and it's, I definitely, as I, co- as I start to get more in depth and deep into coaching, I always sit back and like, oh, I can use that advice for myself. <laughs> and like, I take it on, you know, if I'm pushing them, I gotta push myself because I have to, right. I have to walk the walk um, as well. Do you find that exactly. you have to walk the walk? <laughs> yeah, I slip up as well. Sometimes, you know, I don't take my own advice. And then right. it's just, 
it's a human it's a human it's human nature it's a human, yeah it's human nature yeah not take your own advice sometimes but i had luckily i have a kind of ability partner now and have other people in my oh. life and hold me to a higher standard actually and it's very uh powerful to have some so i, I suggest everybody no matter money love hire a coach or a mentor and have an accountability partner around things you want to change so if you don't change them you can right you know there's some type of consequence that you don't like for example some people don't need to have to donate a charity that they don't like or right. some <laughs> consequence which I, right uh, they can make it as make it fun so right and so as a coach a financial coach so you're basically holding them accountable for the things that they're changing financially so they can grow yes that's definitely part of it if they want to like write down uh, I check in with them if they have to write down certain things weekly or daily or are they journaling where they need to be they have to put certain things in my calendar depending on the steps mm-hmm. it be a digital calendar or paper calendar I have them really hold them accountable to high standard because that's what it's going to take with them to change their lives yeah because they re- they realize that if they do have a if I've changed it financially, it spreads to other areas of real life, such as love right. and relationships. What is some of the pushback that you, <laughs> or the common pushback that you find your clients always oh. pushing them back? The easiest one is I don't have enough. I'll never have enough. That's what I believe that's him there. So I started off literally saving like a dollar a week. Like it was really to that extent. And even if you have a dollar, you, I say no matter, it doesn't matter the amount of money, it's just how you invest and save it in different buckets. So you mm-hmm. have necessities, fun and play, investment, etc. So I did like to tell them, teach my clients a bucket system that they right. create for themselves. And that's the biggest pushback I've seen is this, I don't have enough, this will never work, um, I'm not worthy. So those are the, and I've gotten into like arguments. Wow shouting arguments with certain people saying, no, you have to do it this way. And that you raised my voice. And it was really, it can get very intense because there's so much of society that doesn't like to talk about money and love and sex as well. Right. Those are the two big things, especially in America. But you go outside of America, uh, sex and money, they're, you know, talked about regularly. Why, why is that? Like, why is something like money is a big issue because I it's, it's interesting you interesting you say that um, I can't remember what coach was just I was watching somebody on YouTube and you know they're basically the coach was saying you know if you have money issues look at your look at your friends and if they don't talk about money you need to shift that and start hanging around people who talk about money and how to make money uh, because um, because if you're hanging around people who have a disempowering context about money, then therefore you are absorbing their same, that same context. So therefore you're not making money. So how, is that something you look at too? Like looking at, okay, you're hanging around people who looking at their inner circle and try to see where they can start to have conversations with different people to order to shift their mind around money, like having conversations about money. Well, yeah, they say, I forgot who said it. They say, you know, you make uh, your salary is about the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I forgot who said it. Yeah. Um, So that's definitely true. So I definitely look at that and I definitely go into their own relationship. And most important relationship I think they have is with themselves. Right. So that's something that you work on as well as a a love 
as a love coach. So I definitely look at that. And a lot of times there's a few toxic people. I know I've had toxic people in my life who are just, they just, you know, I need to just distance myself from them. And I can talk to a certain amount of these people over the phone for a certain period of time, but I can never meet them in person. Right. It's just if I meet them in person, they'll constantly talk about topics that I don't want to talk about. Right. And that's where the challenge comes in is some people that go, no, it's a family member or it's a close friend I've had for over 10 years. And I've had 10 year relationships where I realized, wait, um, this person's constantly complaining. I need to distance myself from them. So it's a challenge. It can be very challenging because people want to be nice. They want to make, make, they feel comfortable in the comfort zone because they hear these people that aren't helping them and helping them grow in as a as a person as a human so it can be very uh, challenging it is very challenging like but what is the real impact of keeping these toxic people in your life i think the impact is you'll stay where you are or you're or you're you're you'll become you you become more like them and yeah yeah your growth is stunned Yes, you are who you, the company you keep, I think somebody said. Right, that. yes. So I want to be around people who are growing and going to workshops or reading different books. For example, you and I have talked, you shared me a bunch of stuff <laughs> I listen to eventually, even though it takes me some time to, but I get around to a lot of the stuff you share with me, uh, some podcasts and everything. So I want to be around people that are going to push me. Yeah, I, I do push you. <laughs> yes, and who gonna who gonna break my who gonna help me break my barriers, if you will. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Why well, I, I will uh, say this, you know, I definitely have seen your growth and you getting on your way, and like just like it just makes me happy to see uh, you and your growth and you just being a financial coach and like just. You know, it's, it's been amazing to see your journey, and that brings. Thank me, you. That, yeah, it's been that's quite why, a while. You know, that's why I love coaching, just to you know see people's growth, and it makes me happy, and it gets me very emotional. You know, and and I think I haven't if I haven't told you about this person yet, but her name is Sunny Lenarduzzi. Like you have to watch her. She's on YouTube. Get up. I mean, amazing. You know, as you grow in your business. She has just some amazing free stuff of how to grow your platform. Um, and um, so anyway, so um, can you, what are some of like, you know, misconceptions about having a financial coach? But I think cause for someone to really, especially around money, you know, money is a very sensitive subject like to have to admit that I need help to have a financial coach, like, what are the benefits of having a financial coach? I think the three main benefits are number one, accountability around what you say, what you're going to do around your finances and the changes you're going to make. And the second one is uh, pushing you uh, to be, to take action and to have that conversation because a lot of people don't want to have the conversation and they'll go years for years. I know I went for years without without having that important conversation and that conversation has to do with myself mm-hmm. so uh first and foremost they have to acknowledge that they need help or they want to take it to the next level so a lot of people a lot of people are doing okay but they just want to take it to the next level so i think the third benefit would be having a basically creating that structure and framework 
mm-hmm. around somebody around that specific area around finances for example you have your own framework and structure depending upon the client you work with and for me i do the same thing and create a framework for that specific client whether it's um you know they're taking small steps or they're starting with very little or they have a lot they want to take to the next level so those are the three sort of practical benefits of hiring a financial coach or I, any coach for that matter yeah any coach i am um, i uh Last year, I went to um, this free event called The Taste of Tony, which is um, this real estate guy. He hired his he he hired one of Tony Robinson's coach to come in and coach his staff for free. This whole process, and I found it online for free. And um, and so the guy uh, he uh, he was sharing the benefits of having a coach because um, before the whole event started, he was saying how having this coach. To help him went from like a thousand dollar like company to doing million dollar uh, leasings uh, or businesses for real estate and like I really and I, and I re- recently had a meeting with him and he's so great and we ended up talking about business and he you know really gave me some advice he was like you know passion and standards will go a long way always set your standards always have your passion you know um, and he really gave me some just took me in under his wing and just like really uh, provided me with these, these tools of things that for free of how to really keep growing my business. So, and, I, and but anyway, my point was about um, the Tony Robbins thing. Um, I had a friend of mine who, who spent $10,000 to go to Tony Robbins's master business course. Oh, wow. Right. And he's also in real estate and this dude literally when he finished that course that week he dumped his girlfriend he fired his entire staff the second week he rehired a whole new staff oh wow and like he's doing better than ever and like so that ten thousand dollars like really was worth it to take his whole business to another level i think that people don't see or know the value of how a coach can take that is worth the money even if it's ten thousand dollars it's like once your business starts to take off once your finances start to change once your love life starts to change then that payment was worth it all definitely definitely i couldn't agree more i definitely think that people underestimate the value of coaching and having a mentor whether that even a ten thousand dollar coach or you know, a thousand dollar coach or you just have single sessions or whatever the sessions you have with that person. You need to, you also need to find somebody that really vibes with your personality. Right. Some people want to work with me and I had to say no because we just, our personalities didn't, didn't match. Right. It wouldn't be a good fit. So, so talk about it. Like how, how would you recommend finding a coach? Like what do people need to look for in finding a coach? Well, I think the best way to find a coach is, I think, is through your own network and referrals, mm-hmm. and then sit down with them either in person or virtually or over the phone. That would be sort of the best way, and see and have a, like a list of questions you ask them, such as you know, what is your background? Can you really help me on this stuff, this topic? And make sure they have actually experience in the topic, because a lot of coaches, <laughs> now, coaches on Facebook and they want to sell your product or service but they they don't know anything about marketing or don't know anything about love or 
there don't know anything about finances. A lot of all, all the reason I coach about finances is because I've been through the ups and downs, and the, it's been very challenging when I was hit those downs. Yeah. So uh, make a list of questions saying, you know, where is your background? Where you can you help me with this specific topic? And what have your results been? Because a lot of people, especially online now, are touting right. fancy sales pages that look beautiful and have mm. great copy. And they sell your product or service and it's like $2,000. But essentially what they did is the product service is ripping off somebody else's and they just changed it to make it fit this industry. So right. that's uh, something that people need to watch out for and just get a handle and get a good feeling. Because usually the intuition, if you speak to somebody once or twice, you get a good uh, intuition, mm. especially if you ask them the right questions. And what would have you say yes to taking on a client? Because I know also too, we were recommended too, like you're interviewing the client much as they're interviewing you. It's like you can't take on everybody because you have to assess whether this person, at least as a, a loving relationship coach, you have to assess does this person need therapy or do they need, or they're, they are capable of having coaching. So what are some things you look for to say yes to having a client? Well, I think the main thing is compatibility. So we're kind of on, we're building a sort of, we're building a relationship, sort right. of love. We're building a relationship with this other person. So they have to, I, I need to figure out sort of the best, their best learning style. A lot of people don't know the way they learn. For me, I like to visually see things. I'm a visual person generally or an audio person. So I like to see things and hear them as well multiple times to get understanding of them. So for certain people, they have other modalities that maybe I'm not as familiar with, that maybe I'm not the right fit for. Right. So under, have, they have to be open. They have to be open to coaching. That's the first thing. And right. there's nothing, people have this misnomer that something's wrong with them if they have a coach. No, you just need some help as everybody needs help because nobody, no matter who you are in this world, no matter who you are, mm -hmm. nobody ever does it alone. It just right. doesn't work like that. Uh, Love made millionaires is, is is just not. It's it's not uh, it's not reality. Everyone right. has help from others, from family, from whom whomever they come across. Right, and that's so beautiful what you're saying because that also stops a lot of people in getting out of debt, getting out of financial uh, burden. You know, um, you can't do it alone, and people have. I, I don't know. There's this mentality like I'm gonna do it all myself, but even in that mentality, somebody's helping you get to that point. Yeah, <laughs> and, and um, you know, uh, and that's so wonderful. I'm glad you brought that up, and uh, thank you. Um, so, what are some like quick like tips that people can do to start to like shift their finances? Well, I mentioned one of them already, just to keep track, uh, whether it be on your phone or in a notepad, keep track of where you're spending your money mm -hmm. and then have different, and then just just check your bank account once a week or set up an appointment with yourself to do that. And what I tell teach people is sort of a, a bucket system where you have different areas of where your money goes, necessities, play fun, education, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so so create five or six different buckets. To have, you mean your bank account create separate, like accounts for you like can create separate accounts if you're doing you can create separate like uh, I mentioned people if you can create maybe five different checking accounts and then it goes you can oh. one and then have a and you can label it online depending upon your bank like play fun investment saving oh, that's a pretty good idea 
Yeah, it's really interesting to, to do that. I was just thinking about that, to do that, like, as I want to get a new computer, like, oh, I can, like, save this much by this time. I want to get it in three months, and I can just save this much, like... Right, to so create a separate account, <clears throat> account, or to break the checking account, savings account probably be easier, and each right. paycheck you get weekly $10 or $100, $200, whatever the amount That's a really good idea. Yeah. So that, those are the three sort of tips that I would share. Definitely creating a bucket system with checking accounts. If you don't want to have a checking account, that's fine. Maybe each each time you get um, you get paid, take out $100 and then divide that into different... I used to have physical jars where I deposited dollar bills and, and coins for a while. So Right. Uh, and that's not what I did for when I was going to Italy. I literally was saving $50 a week in... I started early and I was like, oh, I met my goal. And I saved, ended up, by the time I was ready to go to my trip, mm-hmm. um, I had saved over $7,000. Oh, wow. Was, but I was saving over the course of like six months. So I started early. Um, That's great though. Because um, a guy gave me gave me this tip. He was like, whatever you're going to save, double it. And I think at the time I was like, oh, I'm going to take $3,000. He was like, nope, double the money. So whatever your idea is, uh, for travel because I was going to Italy for three weeks and he was like whatever you're saving now double it and so I did and I met that goal um, and uh, yeah so that's what I did um, so that's tell awesome. me about Money Mondays Financial Fridays and I think you do something on Wednesdays right? Wellness Wednesdays Wellness Wednesdays <laughs> <laughs> so tell me so what money Mondays. Yeah, so what people can gain by listening to Money Mondays, Wellness Wednesdays, and Financial Fridays. What is that about? Well, so I, I uh, what Jimmy's mentioning is my podcast called Invest Sing. Sing is my last name, and I do a podcast. And you can find it on iTunes, you can find iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, all the major distribution networks, and. Uh, Money Mondays is where I talk about the financial markets and I give a tip or I give some type of suggestion on what people can do to help them with their finances. And Wednesdays, I do Wellness Wednesdays. I have my colleague, Colette Ellis, who is awesome. She's a stress management coach and oh. he is a specialist. She gives a tip, which just came out today, actually. Okay, I want to listen to it now. <laughs> and I also give my background on what's going on in the markets, news buys. And then the next uh, podcast, uh, finally on Friday, I do Financial Fridays where I talk about the markets and give a summary of what happened, excuse me, during the week and uh, give people uh, what to expect in the following week because there's a lot going on in the markets. Oh, yes. Politically now now with uh, Mueller testifying. Oh, yes. I'm on a texting chain that's like going crazy right now. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's a, yeah, so that's what you can expect from the pie. Also, you can check out my website, investing.co, um, for any other information you want to get in touch with me as well okay. uh, for any help. Or I'm glad to give people free complimentary consultations. Okay. Uh, so definitely. We're going to mention that again towards the end, and we're about to you know, wrap up towards the end. So I'm going to ask a few questions and let me know what comes to mind. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire, but you know. Being your authentic, wonderful self. Um, so, what does a life of love mean to you? A life of love is getting to spend time the way you want to, and with the people you love, and giving back to your community or society in an impactful way. And, and what does financial freedom look like to you? 
Uh, it's a very similar definition. Getting to doing doing work that is helpful to humanity and getting paid well for it. All right. And how do you get out of your own way as a coach? Oh, I like I, I take walks. I need to be physical. Physical is whether that be lifting like 15 or 20 pound weights so i need to when it, i'm in my head as you know i'm in my head <laughs> so i need to either listen to something or just take a walk outside i need to be in nature as well that's okay. what gets going and more relaxed and what is the secret to coaching that you wish people knew uh that even the the coaches need coaches <laughs> yes, they and do. We're, <laughs> we're we're human as well, and we make the same mistakes. Right. Right now, we're now no better than anybody else. We just know a f- few little tweaks. A story comes to mind now with this story about a guy who <laughs> who calls a plumber, and uh, he goes there. He goes to his house, and he finds a finds a leak, and he taps he taps on the he just taps on the on the pipe and then the leak is got just gone he said um and he charged him about like a thousand dollars for that home 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 service and the guy asked him uh, why am i paying you a thousand dollars that only took five minutes he said yeah but you didn't know where where to hit to fix the leak that cost you a thousand dollars that's why um being a coach those those little, little tweaks that can take you to the next level Right, because it forever changes your life. Exactly, (laughs) those little distinctions. Right, a little distinction. And so final question is, what does a juicy love life look like to you? Oh, a juicy love life. (laughs) This is fun for me. One is full of adventure and scary in a fun way. Like she has to push me, I have to push her. And we have to go on adventures together. Sort of similar to He-Man and She-Ra. <laughs> going on different adventures. I'm, I'm He-Man and Shira, so yeah, that's what, that's what I envision. Which I'm gonna create that. I'm in the midst of creating that. I I don't I don't doubt that you will. I know you will. Uh, and finally, again, where can people find you and reach you? Sure, people can reach me at info info at investsing.co or they can reach me on my website, investsing, that's invest, S-I-N-G-H dot C-O. Reach out to me, I give, I give people free 15 minute uh, financial clarity consultations. So definitely reach out to me there. And if you need any, have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me. And he's on Instagram at investsing, no. At invest underscore sing and facebook.com invest backslash investsing as well. And his wonderful podcast, Investing. Investing, yeah. So you see the theme is Investing, my last name. And you can't miss, there's a big eye with a green crown on it. It's a very beautiful logo. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. I learned so much about you that I didn't know. And um, I'm so grateful to have you. And um, It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. We got to do this again. Yes, we will. We'll do this again. All right. All right. Hey guys, so don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. 
thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy Juicy Love.